Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Born in Millen, Georgia. <clears throat> it's funny that <laughs> you're from a small town in Georgia. I had 3,500 people. Millen, Georgia is actually smaller. Yeah. We had two traffic lights. Y'all, you guys have one. Yeah. Had one at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, I was reading in the census that you guys have lost people <laughs> since 2020. Y'all, y'all died by two other people. They, boy, they down, boy. <laughs> I don't know. They down, they time ain't no money. It ain't no jobs. No. There's, there, there's no jobs in um, Millen, man. So what was Millen, growing up, what was Millen, Georgia like? Man, it was a small town. That's why I had all them kids. There wasn't no cable. We, man, we had nothing to do but hunch. <laughs> man, Millen is that place that ain't got nothing to do. And people tell everybody know everybody, everybody talking about everybody, and you're not getting out of there. Right. Ain't no ambitions. You got a dream, everybody gonna kill it. So it was just, man, it was one of those places. Small town, man, and nothing was there. You said small town, nobody ever gets out. But why would your mind not allow you to say that I'm not going to get out? Why didn't you feel trapped? I used to go to Atlanta for the summer. Okay. I had family in Atlanta. And my mom, we stayed in Atlanta for like three years when I was in elementary school. Okay. So I used to see. See, one thing, the the city and the country both have their pros to it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pros and cons. The city moved too fast. The country moved too slow. But I was a combination of it together mm-hmm. because me going both places. Right. Because people call the country slow. It ain't the country ain't slow. We just ain't got the information. Right. A country boy grab on to something, you ain't getting it back from. Right. That was that was them country boys. That it's like when I grab onto this comedy game, I'm gonna get it right. because we just we we more appreciate it more. Like oh, but me me going back and forth, I was able to be like, oh, they swagging up here in the city. Somebody bring, I used to bring my game back to the country. So I think me being able to see that, I always had the ambition because I seen people take off. And I seen how the, the Olympics changed Atlanta. Yeah. Cause I was standing there at the time like, mm-hmm. man, so my brain would never let me just get stuck in the country. Did anybody, because a lot of times, like you said, when you were from a small town and you have big dreams when no one else is from that town have ever gotten out, and d- did something to what to the scale of what you're thinking mm-hmm. is easy for people to try to kill your dream. Oh, man, yeah. you ain't man. Stop. They try, be, they try to kill me in the dream. <laughs> man, I like to die down there, man. Listen, 
Man, I had so much hate in that time my whole life. I fought, every year I fought like three or four times in school. Because when you acting like the person who always got a dream and that confidence, they trying to kill it every day. Right. And then when you do start making it, it's a lot of hate, man. It's yeah. a lot of hate. It's a lot of hate in them times. That's yeah. why if you dodge, if you make it out of that country town, that's why the hate now people give me, it ain't yeah. nothing. It's hard, to, it's hard to make it from a country town because it's so, so everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. And it's so small, so you're going to get hate from people that you know. I hate for people that hate me that I don't know. It's cool. Yeah. Because I don't know them. Exactly. But I see you every day and I know you hating on me. You hating, boy. That hate. <laughs> in Atlanta, they were sticking together. That's how artists was breaking. Right. In that country, they with you to a certain degree, but if you start acting like getting too big... Yeah, as long, as long as we're on the same level. As long as we're on the same level. You poor, I'm poor, we cool. We cool. But if I start to get a little bit, if I get $50 more than what you got, oh, yeah, you Boy, think you better That hate me. in that country, listen here now. <laughs> the hate in the country is the most strongest hate. Man, those small towns? Yeah. Come on, man. In school, what type of kid was, country, was Wayne? Man, you know, I had... I was. Best dress, had the girls and cool, you know what I'm saying? But I was always, I know how to make people laugh. Right. You know, I'm pretty smart. And uh, I knew how to get my weight with my mouth, you know, in my mind. Right. I was always that guy. You know, uh, a lot of parents ain't like me. Like my my brother, mama, she ain't like me. Right. My best friend, mama, they didn't like me being around their kids. Right. I, I'm going to wake you up. Right. Man, listen, dog, we got to figure out something. Like I, I was waking kids up. So, you know, I was, people used to call me grown. Mm-hmm. But I was just real, man. I seen the real, but I was I had fun in school. You know what I'm saying? I mean, did you go to school to learn or to get the women? I already had the women. So I went to school to politic. I loved it. It was like a part of the me. The school was like social media. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it was like it was like a playground. Social. I had fun. You know, you play sports and I like to laugh. Right. And uh it was like going to it was like a big playground. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did you talk a lot in school? Were you a class clown? Were you, I mean, I, I was funny, but I never was a clown. Right. I just, I asked a question to disrupt the class, and I was always the guy who, who disrupted the class, but man, I was on, I, yeah, I talked a lot. Did you? I talked a lot. I ain't never stopped talking. <laughs> you lived in Savannah, Savannah for a while. I went to Savannah for like a, a month or two. How was that? It was cool, man. My daddy had, uh, he was talking to the teacher named uh, Miss Parker, mm-hmm. a nice white lady, man. But I had to get from up there because, man, they had so many fleas in the house. They had a dog, and my daddy act like he can't feel the fleas at first. Everybody act like they ain't feeling them. But one day, my daddy mess around and walked around with no socks on, the fleas tore him up. So I had to get out of there. Them fleas ran me out of Savannah. They ran you out of Savannah? Well, if people think roach or something, boy, you get some fleas, oh, man. them things get in your sock, you go to pop them. <laughs> I told my ankle was swole. It had knots on them. When did you <clears throat> learn to embrace your accent? Because you know we we rule South Georgia. Yeah, I ain't, uh, Atlanta. You know Atlanta's the South. Yeah, but we will rule South Georgia. Well, when I went to Savannah, that's when they really started calling me country. Okay. Because they were like, man, you from Atlanta? Cause Atlanta and Savannah was beefing. So right. I was like, man, I ain't from no Atlanta, man. Cause they were beefing. Nah, bro, you, I, we know you from the eight. Nah, man, I swear to God, I ain't from Atlanta. Right. So, but they was like, man, you don't sound you from the eight, but it's different. So I was like, hold up, man, this accent is different. Right. So I was embracing it. I was like, man, even when I came through the industry, mm-hmm. I'm like, everybody was telling me, man, you need to take a dialect coaching change. I'm like, for what? I'm going to sound different than everybody. Mm-hmm. When that country Wayne speak, you're going to know, oh, that's country Wayne right there. So I just knew it was different. You know, I just knew because a lot of people from Atlanta, but the way we talk so Southern in that country, you hear it in us. I sound like an uncle like Elijah. <laughs> 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 this how my uncle Elijah sounds. 
You know, right. uh, so I just, man, I was like, I'm just going to be me because it, it, it been the easiest thing I could do. When your mom passed, I think you were 11 years mm-hmm. old. Was was she sick for a period of time? Oh, man, she got sick in one week. So it was a shock, man. Okay. I think I think that's what kind of made me not care about nothing because when mama died, it was like, and it was a shock. I'm like, man, the worst don't happen to me. So I always believe the worst can happen. That's why I tell people to know who God is, but to run to God, you got to know who the devil is. Right. So you got to know the worst can happen. So right. she wasn't sick. She got sick. On, she got sick the day before my birthday, uh, the day of my birthday, December 9th, and she died December 14th. So she just she got sick. She said her head was hurting, went to the hospital. They small town mm-hmm. said it was a nerve in her neck. She said there ain't no nerve. And she, we didn't have no car. She had nobody to take her to Augusta the whole time. When she said her head was hurting, she was bleeding the whole time. If she would have went to the hospital, they would have saved her. But not having those resources in the country, man, mm-hmm. they made a big mistake. And the guy who came to pick her up, when she finally called the police, I mean, um, 911, um, um, she, she finally called 911 to come pick her up. Uh, she was in the hallway of the, of the house, and the ambulance came, and she was sitting like this. She said, my head hurting so bad, and he shook her. And when he shook her, she went like that right up. And I was like, man, just that small town, lack of, they made a lot of little, mis- little, 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 mistakes, yeah. little mistakes, but man, you know, that when that happened, Ever since then, my family, everybody tell me, even in a relationship, like, Wayne, you just don't care about what it is. When that happened to you, man, that's it. That, that, that ain't nothing can make me, how you gonna make me mad? You know what I'm saying? I got all this money and everything. I can't get to my mama. Yeah, everybody want to bless their mama. So it's like, nothing really mattered after that. I was like, man, life, I, that's when I learned to find that laugh. I like, damn, well, I can make people laugh when I want. But I'm, when I'm making people laugh, I'm really entertaining myself too. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it was. That, that was different though. The sudden passing of your mom. Do you think that's had an impact on how you deal with women? Yeah. Um, um, definitely. Because, you know, a piece of you, you would try to end it because you don't want nothing to end. But at the same time, it, it affected me in a positive way. That's why I bless those women the way I bless them. Because my mama was, she was broken hearted, but she was broke too. Right. And no, no, none of the father of the kids really stepped in like that. And my daddy helped when they on good terms. Right. So that's when I broke that curse. I'm like, even if me and my baby mama ain't talking, man, I'm, I'm gonna least I'm gonna send that paper. I'm gonna make sure they straight. And I ain't gonna just send it for the child. You ain't gonna have to worry about your rent, your car, even if you don't deserve it. Because God give me things I don't deserve. Like people be asking for God give me what I deserve. Are you sure about that? Because you know what you did behind closed doors. So I asked for undeserving favor. Mm-hmm. So. I wow. get so I treat people how I want God to treat me, and I and I seen the different impact on how my kids raised because they appreciate me more because they watch how their mama, mm-hmm. they watch how you treat their mama, especially them boys, and uh, it did have an impact on the way my children were raised because now that my they don't have to worry about that, it ain't really too much of stress about in this world. Right. We think it is, but a person who be that's why when celebrities be talking about money problems, they must forgot when I mean, you ain't got no money, but I don't want to hear that. Right. Cause when you ain't got no money and you got problems, when you if you broke a heart and broke, ooh. <sighs> at least when you broke a heart, you got some money. Let me go shop and get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, if you broken heart and broken, I seen my mama. This lady was stressed, and when I see a woman stressed, I get anxiety. Cause let me at least try to relieve that part. You know how people are like let me smoke that weed. Yeah. <sighs> let me try to give her a little money, and you right. won't believe. Most of the time you give them a little money, they think they be stressed. Hmm. Some reason my head ain't hurt no more. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
That <laughs> way you see. That headache left, man. Right. It's that money, man. My mom was broke, man. When, when your mom passed, was your dad was your dad incarcerated or was he around at the time? Nah, he he was in the town, you know, uh, but he wasn't around when she passed. You right. know what I'm saying? He was around when she she got sick when he was there. And he left. You know, she was laid in the bed for some days. You know what I'm saying? So so she got sick before my birthday. It was like December the sixth. And she stayed in the bed for a minute. And she went to the hospital like December tenth. And uh and she they they pronounced the um dead on December the fourteenth. Wow. Yeah, so he really wasn't really around like that, but he didn't understand, man. Like, man, ain't, ain't nothing nobody could do at that point. Right. Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, uh, everything gonna be okay, man. Yeah. When you lose your mama at that point, because she was still my mama, she right. felt warm to me, I laid on her, I get in trouble. Like, she, at that age, she's your, she's your she mama. She's rock. She's your rock. And it's like, that get took away, you be like, man, life is crazy. You know, you like, oh. Did you seem to lose a sense of purpose? But it seemed like you stayed focused because you're like, yeah, I lost my rock, but I still see this on the horizon out there that I got to get to. Yeah, I tried to become everything she wanted me to be. Okay. Because my mama was looking for a certain kind of man. Mm-hmm. I used to, her favorite movie was Pretty Woman. I was like, why she like that movie so much? Because she seen a woman who was nothing to the world. And this man who had everything seen something in this woman. And mm-hmm. that's what I realize now why that was why that was um uh, her favorite movie. And I think that's why I was attracted to a lot of women who who was in need. Because I'm like, man, I'm gonna bless y'all. Cause the way you remember the end of the movie, uh, yes. he told her, I'ma put you in the apartment. And um I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna I won't be around. And but she she wanted him. See, I I forgot that part she wanted him. Ah! Cause I started putting women up and blessing them. You good? And I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I want you too. That's yeah. see, that, I, I ain't I ain't watched the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> but I realized, man, I became everything. Cause my mama was in it flow. She seen in me. She seen me fight one time. Why you let him get on top of you? She seen me beg to play with this dude. She was looking through the mirror. She said, Why you begging him to play? She would not let me have any softness, any flaw. She was she was she was turning me into the man that she wanted, because she know this world ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't want my daddy. She knew my daddy was in the streets hustling with God. Dog, at least drop this money off. Right. You hustling. I mean, you what you hustling? hustling? Like, if you hustling, why you ain't got breaking no you bread? You complaining. Well, you was, oh, yeah, but you went out last night. Man, damn that. Pay this bill. Right. When you come over here and lay up. Right. You, you can't lay up, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, yeah. Come on, man. Right. So, you sold drugs, with, if I'm not mistaken, your dad and your uncle. Yeah. So was that was that the family business? That was the family business. That's all we knew. Yeah, that's all we knew how to sell drugs. I couldn't think of nothing else that I could do to make money. You know, I started learning about the club business and making money off the bar and stuff while I was selling drugs. Right. But I had to give me some paper. Right. You know, but I did have the idea that I'm gonna use this money to do something, but I had to get the knowledge of it first. So were you guys the top dog in that small town? Yeah. And that man, that was that wasn't even nothing to brag about because it was so easy. Right. Cause I was born. The top dog, cause my mama was popular, my uncle was a popular drug dealer, my daddy was a bit dope boy. Right. So from my both sides of my family was a popular best dressed, entertainers, had fun. So when I got out when I got out, before I even started selling drugs, everybody thought I was already selling them. Right. Because that's what that's what the family business and that's what we were known for in that time. Right. So what's your craziest uh, drug dealing story? My crazy oh, shoot, man, well one time we like got killed by some Jamaicans because of my brother. What happened? This one had quit selling drugs. 
So I had quit. So I'm working at Georgia Power, but the whole time I'm looking for a plug. <laughs> <laughs> I said, this time when I come back, and man, I don't find some Jamaicans. So I went and told my brother he was still hustling. I said, bro, I got some Jamaicans, man. We're going to buy some work from him. Man, we get up there, some Jamaicans, man. Listen, the whole time I seen that they were about to rob us. My brother wanted the quickest me. And he ain't see it. So I was like, man, we need to leave. I said, man, can we go to the bathroom right quick? They were like, yeah, go to the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? So I told bro, let's go in the league. He said, no, bro, you find the plug. Man, this hit, man. Yeah. We finna be like them rappers, man. Shannon, we got enough. And the boys were talking, but they was trying to find the money. I left the money in the car. Mm -hmm. They were like, so where the money? I said, my brother said, we got the money. I said, no, my, my daddy bring, my uncle bring the money when we get drugs. You know what I'm saying? But we ain't seen no drugs the whole time. Man, my brother was still trying to stay there. But let me tell you, weed must be for some people. Cause my brother, they gave my brother some weed, he finally hit it, he was like, <sighs> he looked around, he's like, oh yeah, man, I think we need to leave. My own with my brother. They said, no, we don't give y'all all the information, y'all ain't leaving, man. I, I, I was like, hey, hey. So them people, the whole time, they about to kill us, but they let us go, man. And that was a crazy, that's when I was selling, that when I was selling drugs. I wasn't selling drugs. Mm -hmm. But another time, me and my daddy had bought some work. And he used to test it out because he snorted powder. Right. So he snorted the powder. He was like, I was like, this dope ain't got no smell. He's like, yeah, man, I think they got us, man. He snorted him. So he don't snort a few grams. He's like, damn, man. I said, dog, man, we don't got God. He said, man, I'm going to call him in the morning, man. Because he called him, the plug won't answer the phone. He said, in the morning, I'm going to call him going up there. Man, they don't got us with some fake dope. So I like, dog. So about 3 o'clock that morning, he called me. I answered the phone. I said, Dad, what's up? He said, hey, son. He said, ain't nothing wrong with that dope. <laughs> he said, it just sneak up on you late. He said, everything good. He said, if I don't call, call you back in the morning, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> so, so we thought we had a bad batch, but it ended up being, um, it was the real It was the real deal, but we had a dope story for days. How you, how you in the game and ain't got no, ain't got no stick? Because I, I, I ain't moved like that. When I was a dope boy, I ain't move like a dope boy. But that don't mean they not moving like that. Cause yeah, you but the country wasn't that violent. You know, everybody had guns, but I ain't have one. Because if you come to me and get it, you can have it. But the way I was moving, the way I was moving out there, man, right. uh, it was just a little different. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. You had the trap house? No, nah, I had a trap house when I first started. Right. This time, I was selling weight. Right, okay. So I knew how to turn... Uh, a brick into two and a half bricks. Right. So I was selling re-rock. You couldn't cook my dope. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I was cutting it. So I was able to sell so much weight. Only thing I had to do was drop it off to people. Right. And they distributed it. You know what I'm saying? So I had, I ain't had them like three or four people. Right. So the people I, the people I had, I knew. So, and you I was You a kitchen man too? Huh? You was in the kitchen too? Yeah, I was in the kitchen. My daddy cooked better than me. Okay. I didn't know how to re-rock better okay. than him. So I knew how to re-rock. My daddy cooked, you know what I'm saying? He'll drop, you know what I'm saying? 28 grams, bring it back to 70. You know, he, he was better than me at that, but the people I knew, and right. I would not deal with nobody else. I remember I had a dude who, who was selling dope too fast because I had to stop selling re-rock because somebody somebody came from Miami with some good dope. Right. And I noticed my dope had stopped selling because I had some bad dope. I'm like, man, why my dope ain't selling? Find out it was a dude from Miami had some crystal good coke. So I had to start stop re-rocking my dope and sell raw. So one week and three days, I don't went through a brick and a half. I'm like, hey, man. So I went to my partner, I said, boy, I took him another quarter brick. I said, boy, you selling this pretty fast. He said, oh, nah, I ain't selling this by myself. He said, hey, them boys from Claxton too. I said, what? I said, them boys outside? I said, oh, no, tell them I ain't got none. 
I ain't trying to be that type of drug dealer. Right. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to take care of all the counties. Oh. So I had to back up because I wasn't trying to be too big because I still wanted to get out. Go the feds coming now. Yeah, you get too big, the feds coming. You get too big in the wrong world. I was not trying to get, I was just trying to keep enough money right. to fund my dream and pay my bills. But at the same, I wasn't trying to get too big. Did the feds come in? Yeah, they came. They came, but they came and got my daddy because what had happened was he, he dealt with a dude the way he was going to, because he was on the run mm -hmm. for like a year. So we had to start getting dope kind of local. So as a dude he was getting dope from uh, in a town close by, and the dude ended up, dude ended up snitching on him. Mm -hmm. But during the process, we on the phone making move. So they don't got him for one case, but now they finding out about it. And you, I was Country Wayne at the time. Yeah. So the day I quit, I quit, man, I quit. And uh, I got rid of all my dope. The feds came to my house the next day. And I always try to figure out how they knew to come, but they already knew. And, um, and my daddy, they got him. They had to turn himself in. And when he was in there, the DA told him, he said, I, I, he said, don't think I don't know about your son. But and, um, he, told, he told the DA, my son is a comedian. He ain't got nothing to do with this. You know what I'm saying? My daddy kept it, my daddy kept it G. He went and did his time because by that time, I was country way into the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... You know that was that was a crazy journey, man. I mean, basically he took that he took that hit for you. Yeah, not really. <laughs> he, 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 he could have said you was part of the operation. But he do. I told him to stop going out there. I been stopped going. I, I said I ain't sending my money no more. Right. Cause I ain't something fishy about to do. And he kept going. So he ain't, I, they wouldn't have knew about. The whole situation. Had he done what, he, what you told him to? Daddy was moving, man, daddy was like the son in the streets, man. He, right. He was moving reckless. Man. <laughs> so the job, so let me ask you a question. You said you worked at a Southern Southern, Su Southern Company. Southern Company. That's an electric company, right? Yeah. I was I was at the environmental part, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so what what was your what were you tasked to do? Uh, they called me double out, double zero, because they say I ain't no nothing. So, <laughs> so I was supposed to do little stuff like I was a laborer, right? You know, and um, you know that job was good, man. Right. It just you know, that child support just sent me back to the streets. You close to register Georgia too, right? With the chicken plant, ain't that a chicken plant? Oh, you talking about the class? Yeah, well, I, I, and Crowders. I, I mean, you talking about Crowders and yeah. all? I, I forgot what Crowders at, man. Yeah, still more. Still more. That's yeah. that's, ex that's exactly what still more. Yeah, that's yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I used to work for the class, uh, the chicken portrait too, called yeah. chicken. I went out there and tried to work one time. How was it? Got out the car and smelled that chicken. I said, I gone. <laughs> I turned right back around. I couldn't take it. I smelled that chicken. I said, I can't do it. Right. I can't do it. But yeah, man, I tried, man. I tried to work. I tried a lot of things, but you know, hey, man, I'm, I'm just glad. That's why I'm glad I'm here. Sometimes when I lose money in the casino, I'm like, man, that's for me selling drugs. I'm not supposed to lose it. What, what's, your, what's your game in the casino? What you like to play? Blackjack, roulette, crap? Blackjack. Blackjack, mm -hmm. you good? I must not be. <laughs> it beat me way more than I beat it. <laughs> when you got your tax refund, you got a nice little. You had a nice little. Yeah, nice little grip. Yeah, I should get back by five thousand, six. And a small child like that? Oh boy, we talk, oh, man. man, you must don't know. You King Willie here? Yeah, you get back, boy. Boy, my baby mama used to get back seven or eight. When I was hustling, I'm like, I need some of that. Yeah. Cause they claim with them. Uh, you finna give me that. If you won't ask me for money all year, and uh they used to give me that. Well, I ain't gonna lie, Gina used to give me her money. She said that to this day. 
I'm the only one who used to give you my tax money. Nobody didn't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gina used to give me that tax money, boy. Because I used to make, I used to tell everybody giving their tax money because you finna, so that way I could buy more dope. Because right. you finna ask me for money all year. Right. Invest in the pile. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, that tax money. Yeah. <laughs> that tax money. I feel like that's why I tell people when you get that tax money, man, you supposed to, you and your family members, man, should go go get a chicken spot, man. Go go get something. Go start a business. Because mm-hmm. that's what I should do, invest in my parties. Every dollar I used to get, I always invest it before I spend. I don't really right. spend money. Because you had a nightclub, right? Yeah, I had a nightclub, but I was throwing parties before the nightclub. Right. I, I want to never start it. It's like Hollywood. I want to never try to come if I ain't already have a fan base. Right. So I always move like that. Only reason I opened a nightclub because I already was throwing parties. Right. I already had the clientele. Right. So every business I start, man, you got to have leverage for something before. Right. So, yeah. So I had I had a nightclub. So you had a little joke joint. You had a little hole. You I had, had two on. I had the spot. And then uh, I was throwing parties at the spot. Then I got my own club. Uh, the spot. So right. I had two. I fifty percent. I was getting fifty percent of the money in this one, and I opened my own. Right. And man, them clubs were jumping. That's why it was. Yeah, them small towns ain't got no. They ain't going nowhere but club, your club. Yeah, them clubs were doing. I was profiting like between both of them. I, I was profiting like twenty one thousand profit. I was making like forty forty fifty, but I was profiting like twenty one thousand twenty twenty thousand dollars and up a month profit. I'm talking about after I buy the liquor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything, pay everybody. No clubs. No clubs jump. Because, you know, the rent and everything, the One license. Night, yeah. I was only open on Saturdays. That's it? I, I had, you go online and Google. It's probably on YouTube, my old Facebook. I'd be like, if, you, if you're at the spot, you're hot. If you ain't, you're not. It's your boy Country Wayne, man. Meet me at the spot. And the whole time, I'm the comedian going viral online. So right. I still ain't trying to go to Hollywood. Right. I'm, using my, <laughs> I'm using all these people. Hopefully, someone drive. Right. But my club stayed packed because I was Country Wayne in the streets. Now Country Wayne online. Right. So I'm in the club business. Man, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to the comedy. You still on the club back down? No, I got rid of them. Why? Because when I started touring with comedy, them guns, my brother called me one night. He said, I said, how, how everything was? I had to do the show in Albany, Georgia. I don't sleep. It was about 4 o'clock in the morning. He said, everything good. I said, you got the money? He said, yeah, we made a bunch of money tonight. He said, this one, this one other thing. Somebody got shot. I said, what? <laughs> the helicopter out here right now. So the violence was, you know how them clubs get. Yeah. When I was there, never had a problem. Right. But when I used to leave, it's get crazy. Wow. But the, yeah, and you know, still get the alcohol, the that, fight. The listen, sh- it's that port. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Alcohol bad, but it's a lady named Pam. Shout out to Miss Pam. She started bringing sauce meat in the cup. Now, what, what the, 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 the stuff in the cup, gonk. Yeah. I was watching them. That made them fight more than the liquor. I say, girl, if you don't get this goddamn pork out of here, so that food and that and that alcohol, yeah, man, and music, that ain't a good combination. No. Nah. So you tried you tried to rap before comedy. That yeah. was your, your your whole thing. You wanted to be a growing up. You yeah. wanted to be a rapper. Yeah, I ain't want to be no. Then had the babies, and you kind of put that on hold. But the comedy thing, how did the comedy thing come about? Because I started back rapping once I got my dope money. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in Atlanta, and this what happened with the comedy game. Uh. I'm, I'm um, DC Young Fly, Emmanuel Hudson, and Philip Hudson was doing a, um, a, a video called Slide in the DM. Yeah. And DC was kind of new. He had like 200-something thousand followers. Right. And I and it was this girl I, you know what I'm saying, I kind of had a crush on. Her name was Kate. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. 
I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I ain't had told it yet. Right. But I was sitting here, dope boy, fucking for me. Nobody don't know who I am. DC walk up. She was like, you know, that's the comedian. Okay, well, she said, oh, yeah. She said, that's DC on fly. They about to be stars, you know. I'm like, hold up. Comedians got the juice now? Mm-hmm. I was like, hold up. This dope stuff over. <laughs> I could be funny. That's the gift God gave me. I'm out here trying to do everything else, rap. Right. So, man, I went back home and started doing them videos. And I went viral in 30 days. And after that, I started posting three, three videos a day. Right. Within four months, five months, I had like a million followers, and, and man, it ain't stopped since. What is it about seems to be so appealing to young black men, the rap game? What What is it so appealing? Uh, first of all, the rap game like the dope game. You know what I'm saying? But it's just, to be honest, people want that, they want that money. Well, I wanted the money to come with it, and I, and I could flow. But most of the young generation, man, they want what come with that. Because the doctor got money, 
but they don't see the Dr. Sauce. They want people want the sauce. And, and the rappers. They want the girls, they the, want the, the girl. name, right. the notoriety. And notoriety. And, and, and because the one thing about Satan, he do a good job of advertising. <laughs> so what I tell people who even in the church or whatever, I'm like, man, y'all gotta advertise better. <laughs> Cause that talking all day gonna get it, man. You gotta get a different suit, man. Them suits flapping at the heel. Man, you got to change it up. Right. Because the devil is doing a good job. Yeah. He, and, and we all know advertisement work. Yeah, absolutely. So That's I'm like, do it. I just think the devil, he people, I tell people this, man, all the time, man, the devil is working harder than people who say they believe in God. Like, I believe in God, but right. I work hard to show them that you could get these women too. Right. Yo, you could get this drill. You could get this money. I do that because I'm competing with the nigga. I got to even, I got to, I use my sons as a test. I have to compete with them. My sons would listen. When I first got back around them, they would listen to a lot of that rap music crazy. But when they got back around me and they seen their daddy, hold up, the women ain't going nowhere. She was, daddy got a Rolls Royce. Daddy got that money. And he, he known. Right. It, I'm fighting the energy. So you got to fight because until then, rappers going to win. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying rapping negative. I ain't saying the people who rap negative, but the vibe that come with it, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's just a lot of negative vibe because you ain't showing, if you showed them rappers something else, they would have tried something different. But Probably. It's like, man, ain't nothing else, man. You get everything you want, people shot you out, and, and they still let you in the church. Right. Like, so it's like... So know. what was your flow? So if, if I were to compare Wayne, so who was your flow like? I had a little mixture of a, of a shout and low uh... Mm -mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Charlotte Lowe, man. I, I used to book him when I was throwing parties and stuff. And uh, I kind of sound like T.I., you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, when I talk fast. Right. I sound Southern, but I was just rapping, you know, just rapping about what I was doing. Right. So who are some of <clears throat> your favorite artists today? Today? Yeah. Uh, well, back in the day, it was T.I. T.I. You know what I'm saying? T.I. was my guy because mm -hmm. he was mainly talking about women and money. I don't like people talking about guns because I ain't never had one. On, on register to that. When they when the gun song come on the club, I leave. But um, <laughs> nowadays, I mean, I like Lil Baby. I like Lil Baby because when Lil Baby say, when, 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 I'm Lil Baby. I'm like, I put up a video. I'm like, this boy about to go. Right. On um, Rod Wave, I like it. I like his flow. Uh, I, Kevin Gates, when he, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, I pretty much like, I pretty much, I pretty much like everybody flow. I like Money Bad, I like Money Bad flow. Uh, I pretty much like it's some, oh Kodak Black. I feel like Kodak Black ride that beat. Young Thug made me quit rapping. Why? Man, he was riding that beat too good. When I heard Young Thug rap, I'm gonna be Bob out of way. Hey, check him on up. I like hell no, I can't do that. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna get twelve dollars a show. <laughs> if this the new version, I'm done. But you play a lot of old songs. Yeah. I'm an old school. I love that old school music. I'm an R&B type. You know, I like Anita Baker. I like Jay LaBert. I mean, I'm 36, but right. I got an old soul, man. I grew up in that country, so, you know, I'm like, I like, I like that R&B music. Okay, well, give me your Mount Rushmore. Give me your four favorite old school artists. Oh, my God. You finna do this on these brown leather souls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the cameras get, on. With the cameras on. You don't give a four. God, Tomati. Four. Hold up. Four. Can I say one of them? Yeah. Now this person, I ain't talking about what he did, but you, Kelly. Yeah, you got. We're gonna say Kelly. R, you, hey, it is what R it Kelly. is. God say we R don't Kelly. condone what he did, but the man musical talent cannot be denied. And after that, I got to put Anita Baker in there. Okay. Man, yeah. yeah. And who else do I like? Anita Baker. 
R&B. Oh, man, you got to put him in there because that album came. Usher, he just... Confession, they... Hey. That, that, what he did with that, people ain't did that with 10 albums. Yeah. And then after that, man, you got to you got to put Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? She's been part of the game too long. I ain't right. gonna take her out. But yeah. Yeah. Atlanta. Why do you think Atlanta's dominating the music scene? Because you know back in the mid-90s, uh, with that group with uh uh Babyface and LA Reed, that kind of like, like that was like the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, you had a, a TLC and you had, you know, those uh Escape, and it's just like then JD came along and it's just how how why is Atlanta dominating the music scene? I think they set it up. Um, all those guys that you're talking about and you know, Outkast and but when Ti them brought that trap music, they yeah. took Atlanta to another level that it, it haven't reached yet. Yeah. I told Ti, I said having an artist reach where you reach yet mm-hmm. with how hot you was. He was like, no. I said, Tilt, bro, you had commercials. You had Ti had women singing songs that weren't even hit on his albums. But I think right. Atlanta is where it's at because. It's it's the only one city of its kind in the state of Georgia, versus other places like in California. You might have the Bay Area, mm-hmm. you might got L.A. Right. Atlanta is supported by all those small towns. It got it's like me. I'm so supported by Facebook. People don't even know why I'm popping so big. Right. But I got that Facebook audience so strong mm-hmm. that the, the audience that nobody pays attention to. Mm-hmm. So Atlanta just so big to Georgia, right. and then to the rest of the world, it's one of the popular cities. So. Atlanta is a is a uh, ecosystem without nobody right. really supporting it. Right, and with the young comedians, you got Drewski, you got uh, 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 eighty five South, you got Desi. Yeah, it's, Atlanta crazy because we reminded them. I we reminded we sounded like the rappers. So it's like rappers already had you your ear. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So then we come right. sounding southern. Me, Desi, DC, Young Fly. We were just a branch off what was already moving. Right. So the Atlanta. So. It came crazy again. So you said DC, DC, uh, and I had DC on. Made you want to do comedy because you saw, hey, they, they like, hey, yeah, the, the, the women they like, they like fly. Boy, that that movement was going right. I, I'm like, man, hold up, what? When I seen DC on fly, I say, man, these boys doing comedy. Oh man, I'm finna, I'm finna get in this, and I'm finna tear this up. Right. Cause I didn't see myself could be. The best rap in the new generation. Right. After I seen Young Thug rap and Kevin Gates singing and rapping at the same time, I'm like, hell no. I can't mess with them boys. When I got in the comedy game, I'm like, boy, I, man, I'd be, I be one of the greats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The new right. generation, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm going, I'm going to tear this up. But you, I've seen you've done a lot of skits with Kevin Hart, Mike Epps, Ricky Smiley, mm-hmm. Luda, Charlemagne the God, uh, Boosie, T.I., B. Simone, Jess. Hilarious. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean you, should I bring her name? Oh, you can bring her whatever you want to bring. I mean, you know. Yeah, you want to talk about that? No, man. Listen, bro. I just want to. I just want to know. I, yeah. I don't look. I, anything, I ain't messy. Anything you want to talk to me about? I, I think ain't. But this but, sofa is. Ever since Cat Williams touched this sofa, <laughs> the energy in this sofa it make me want to talk about it. I mean, I did. I don't know if you heard, but she was on Cam Newton's show, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, y'all was in a relationship, yeah. and you know, she had to wake you up one morning because it had gotten out that y'all man. were together. I mean, you want to you want to laugh. I mean, she told her side on his show, and you want to tell your Jess, Jess, like I always told her, she never tells the one hundred percent truth, and I let her do that. Okay. But I tested the other day. I said, Jess, man, and I got kind of pissed. I said, you gotta get more going on in your career so they can start bringing up my name right. in your interview. Wow. Because when I come, Netflix special, his book, 
You know what I'm saying? This going on, that going on. We don't got to down each other. That's been, man, that's been five years ago. Right. If that's the main question in your interview, well, we got to put some work in. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. when Country Wayne come, when I go on Good Morning America, here, this they, the last, they, they, we don't talk about so much before we got to that. Exactly. You feel me? I'm like, man, we don't have And I, I was comfortable not talking about yeah, it. exactly. You. And I'm like, you can't, it's not working in your favor. Right. People go pretend it, but they watching. They see Country Wayne is taking care of black people. Movement. Don't let the people fool you. Right. They ain't on your side. I'm like, it, 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 ain't, it ain't working. So I was just like, man, a lot of that that she talk about, I let it slide. But man, that stuff ain't play out like that, right. man. You know what I'm saying? I separated from my wife. Right. When it got Jess, you know what I'm saying? And and that was it. I started talking to her. Right. And I got divorced. My divorce was four to five days. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, me, me and her started talking. And then all the stuff she talking about on there, cause my baby mama hit me up. She was like, can you please ask Jess to stop talking about that? Because now the kids are hearing it at school because right. she keep. Bringing it up, and that's mm -hmm. the only reason made me hit up. Right, I'm like, Jess, man, I ain't never said nothing negative about you, and everybody know that. Right, let that ride. Right, you know what I'm saying? But she want to be the winner. I'm like, Jess, just be real. Cause Charlamagne asked one time, he said, "How you lose Jess and Larry?" I said, "How she lose Country Wayne? I'm the catch." Right, what you talking about? Like, let's be real. My my baby mama's yeah, they fine as on the what? Jess fine too. Right, but I've been had them. She ain't had no Country Wayne. Right, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, man, let's just let's stop that, man. First of all, it's two black people talking. If you're going to speak, just speak the truth. Because this sofa right here. <laughs> no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Just, no, but I'm like, I'm like, man. But nah. she did say, you know, she woke you up. No, nah, that ain't. Come on, man. That ain't happen like that? That ain't That not happen like that, man. That divorce went so fast. I filed in December. We was, we, me and my baby mom was divorced by February. But at that point in time, when you had separated from your wife, you had started talking to Jess. Yeah, I had started talking to Jess. Okay. Now, all this stuff came out in the shade room. A lot of that was after that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And she just, she say, we woke up. And then she was like, because uh, I tell him all the time, his stuff corny. I'm like, why you got to call my stuff corny? Because I got a different audience that follow me too. Right. You know what I mean? I got the streets in the church. Okay. Ain't too many artists got the streets in the church. You know what I mean? Man. What I be seeing, what you be talking about, you be making on social media month. That ain't nothing corny about that. Ain't that ain't nothing corny, but see, that's that mentality of people from a certain, it's like, this, this world think this world corny. This world think this world corny. I think Martin was a good show and Big Bang Theory. Right. Uh, two uh, different audiences. Just because you think Friends corny, when they get the million episode, you ain't going to never grow artistically because you think only what you come from is good. Right. And that's the problem with everybody. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. like, bro, you gonna call this corner just cause I ain't cursing? Cause I'm finna get this in-stream ad money? Well, y'all keep going on tour. Yeah. Gotta keep catching the while Wayne sit home in the bed, spending time with his kid. You know what I'm saying? Making this guapa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So what's what's your favorite viral video that you created? Man, shoot. I guess the first one, we had the fake like you like your girlfriend's cooking. Cause that's that that started it off in that day. But that was true though, huh? You had to fake a couple of times, huh? Yeah, I yeah. I don't had to fake a lot of times. Man, my I ain't gonna lie, boy. My boy, my baby mama cooked me some pork chops one time just when I was eating that pork, and it was so good. But let me tell you something. My blood pressure shot through my hair. <laughs> Man, I remember I was laying on the sofa and she had cooked me one, but it was so good and I knew it was the pork chop. Look, get what I said. What? She said, you want some more? Said, yeah, just give me one more. <laughs> but let me tell you, you like to kill me. 
And then I had this white girl named Holly one time. <laughs> what she cook? <laughs> I should be saying their name, man. Damn, what's in this water? <laughs> you see that special water oh, right well, there? You I, I, I need to move it from back. <laughs> I got it too close. <laughs> put, put that in between us. <laughs> boy, something about this sofa right here, boy. <laughs> hey, nah, but man, Holland, she, I had started going vegan and she used to hear me saying, you know, she's a white girl. Yeah. So, so, so she like, I'm finna do something different than the black girls. I hear him. He said he wants food. Man, she cooked me some brownies. I waited for them to dry all day. She said they were just wet because they ain't had dry yet. Right. Let me tell you something. That goo ain't got their gum. Like they killed my goddamn throat and stomach. It and was it, like glue. Mm. And I was tasting that. She was like, how, how is it? I said, it's moist. <laughs> it like to kill me, man. But you know everybody gonna be able to cook that food, vegan food like I that. I know. But I taste it. Yeah, everybody gonna be able to cook it. I, I tell people, only way you gonna be able to cook the vegan if you was able to cook the real food. So I think all the real cooks just a real cook. Because the people who are good at vegan, it was the people who was cooking good food anyway. So... The one you did when you found out your 13-year-old son had a, a girlfriend and her mama was fine. Yeah. I did, man. I was coming up, I come up with skits all day. So what I was doing, once I seen that money in those skits, I was coming up with these scenarios I got in my head, and I just put them out. You know what I'm saying? I come up with ideas, da 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 You do this, you do this, you do this. Bam. We don't edit. We record it. Cut off the action. Cut off the cut. Bam. We there. We there. I don't edit or nothing. I use my cell phone. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got very little overhead when you shooting this. The money go to the people instead of the equipment. That's how because it cost me two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month to shoot these kids now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying now. But you, know. you shoot like thirty or forty. Yeah. I, I, I know. I drop three hundred skits a month. That's got like nine hundred some skits a day. I mean, ninety nine skits a day. Right. Sometimes ten. Uh, most time ten, ten to twelve. Cause Phil got two, Brad got three, Mike got three, that eight, then I got two. You also made it um, right. nine to ten skits. Yep. Let me ask you uh, your strategy because you say you big on Facebook, and a lot of people, and I had to get out this way of thinking. Like when you looked at Facebook, you think, okay, class reunion, family reunion. That's why. Oh. That's why Jess called me corny because she think that audience corny, mm-hmm. but that's who got the money. See, they aiming at the wrong audience, right? Because the aunties is one giving. The mama's giving you money, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that audience, it's the hardest audience to get. Because if, if Beyonce got a cake and Ashley got a cake, they going to taste it and whoever cake is better, right? they going to buy. But there's a, there's a, there's they don't a, care if it's Beyonce cake. But there's a big enough audience. Taylor Swift audience isn't necessarily Beyonce's audience. Mm-mm. But you don't think they're making no grip? They make, I'm t- it's a lot of people in this world, man. Thank you. And when black people, to blow up with the black community and really get that money, because, you know, that's why, to be honest, I'm just being transparent. That's why I'm able to make so much more than a lot of black creators, because I got everybody. Now, everybody might not like me in this clique, but everybody know Country Wayne in every clique. Right. And you go to the streets and I'm like, oh, I rock with Wayne, drip. You go to the aunties, oh, I love Country Wayne. Ricky right. Smiley, right. Tyler Perry fans love Country right. Wayne. Right. But what I realized as black people, you can't afford to cut off an audience because there's not enough. Right. So when you black and that's all you got, you better be transparent. Right. That's why I stopped cursing in my company. Okay, I'm already raw. So let me stop cursing so at least 
Because it's hard to sell out. You, you can get another demographic. Yeah. And, and that's what happened. I end up getting the church. They like, right. okay. Right. Wayne Ronchi. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, at least he don't curse. Right. And uh, and in in the hood, like, Wayne ain't cursing, we only, but he talking about the right subject. Right. So I had to, if you until you get that, all audiences, you know, until you Taylor Swift them, man, if you're dealing with black people, man, you right. better be transparent. Right. Mm-hmm. You big on <clears throat> Facebook and and YouTube, yeah. Because that's YouTube is is you know they're trying to prioritize things a lot. Yeah. So so where 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 do you where do you release most of your content on both? So what I do every morning, I was monetizing on Instagram, but they stopped it right. because nobody wasn't doing it. I was I was making I was making like ninety grand a month, little side money on Instagram. But what I do, I release a video. Mark Zuckerberg, you need to start that back up. <laughs> What I do, I release on Facebook and the same video go to YouTube and everything. Right. So I, I got eight different pages, but oh hold up. Three of them get new content. This the new content that day. Three of the new yeah, three of the pages. So when I drop it on Facebook, I got I got a person uploading it to YouTube too. Mm-hmm. So it just crossed the board. So right. that one video is just going across the board. Right. And it, it, it just monetized on both platforms. Right. So what so what are your thoughts on TikTok? I ain't seen the money yet. I don't come until I see the money. Right. When I, I, I called somebody the other day. Is money over there yet? <laughs> when I see them longer, them longer videos, because what they're doing, this is what they're doing. They want people to do longer videos because they can put the in-stream ad. Right. But people doing reels and stuff, that ain't doing nothing but helping the platform. Right. Because the platform is growing, and they're going to slide an ad in right after your video. Right. But the in-stream ad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but see, they slide it after your video, you don't get any of that. You don't really get any of that. That's why they'll pay you for reels, because they paying you to keep people on their on the pay, on on the page. But to get that money, you're going to have to get in-stream ads. Right. But the reason why people don't deal with in-stream ads is because it, it, it's technical. You can't do this. You can't say this. So that's why when 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 two people do the do, uh, get together on my page, I say cross the line, and I never show it. They might start kissing, and I fade away. You get the picture. I ain't got to show nobody a leg up. Right. You so, know what's going on. Yeah, so you got to get this. You got to get be creative. You got to be creative yeah. with the creation. You right. can't be creative just with the content. You got to get creative on how you get the money. Right. And that's what people don't feel like doing. But like, man, people be like, I ain't finna do that, man. I ain't changing who I am. But okay. when you go on these white people's show, I don't hear you do that. Right. You're going to do whatever they tell you to do. Right. So it's like, man, I just, I found a way to do it. And it ain't changed my life because... It's residual income because, as you know, in this content game, right. it, it's companies out there to follow you. If anybody posts my stuff or whatever, I get the money. Right. Because so what I did, I was like, I got 4,000 videos out now. So I don't look at myself as stacking money anymore. I'm stacking content. Right. So that way my money, because now I got pages with my old videos right. on there that's making, I got pages making, Mike page on Facebook, just some side money making 40 a month. Just me posting right. old drip videos. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just throwing away. Right. So the content game is it's, it's it's the new way. Right. Because it's something we can control. It's something we can do. And I share the game with everybody because I'm like, man, I hate to see people pages who ain't monetized. Right. I'm like, how you? I be going through people's Facebook page. I'm like, boy, uh, YouTube, you got all these followers? Boy, if you knew this money, this that sit, this that, boy, this yeah. that sit down money. Yeah. How many videos do you post today? On, um, um, Nine, nine on the low end, but ten to twelve. Every day. Every day. Thirty days a month. Yeah. Three sixty-five. Three sixty-five. Boy, you a busy man. You ain't got time to tour. No, I pay people to do that. Yeah, but I'm saying, but you got so you shoot. 
So how to shoot 30 days worth of content, how many days do you actually out? Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around, I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Pop the Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not shooting it. There's... That's their storyline. Right. I don't gave people like Mike turn in four videos a day. Okay. I got Chase Walker. He turned in three videos a day. I got Philip Hudson. He turned in two videos a day. So nine of them videos, I'm not even there. Okay. Like they're shooting videos right now. Right. And they and I I, I get them a fee. Right. For turning in the content. Okay. So I I I, I built that system so I wouldn't have to be there. Right. Because if if, if, if if the page is dependent on me, as soon as I go do a movie or TV show, it ends. Right. So when I had got called for this TV show uh, that's coming out in February, you know what I'm saying? 
you know, like I got to go on tour in March. So I go, I go on tour in March. I'm not going to be able to work like that. So I need my page to keep running while I'm gone. Right. So that's why you stack it up all. The, that's why you stack it up all up now. Yeah. So when you're on tour, you're still going to be able to leave. And, and they're going to keep moving. Right. And you'll be able to keep. Just- I keep my I got that 930 slot. The 930 video be mine. And right. that will keep the page really. That'd be the main storyline. So long right. as I keep that 930 slot, you know, posted. Everything good. So you basically created a TV show using skits. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what you've done. That's what I've done. So how did you how did you come up with that idea? How did who who taught you or did you like man? Let me see, what can I do to like make this paper because I know it's out here that if something were to go if I move in a different direction I can still do this and still make this bread. TV. I was watching TV, so I'm like, oh, they ain't watching shows like that anymore. No they still want a show. They just want it quick. So I just, man, it's like cooking crack. Right. You know what I mean? Like, well, you ain't got to wait. You got to wait on BMF. You ain't got to wait on me. So to, <laughs> so to BMF come, Country Wayne got you. Right. So I feel that gap of all that waiting on the show. Right. Because I hate waiting. Right. When I was watching Power, I'm like, it's good, but I got to wait. Me, I'm every day. Right. Hey, Wayne got you. So when right. your show come out until then, I'm your side. I told you, uh, the algorithm is a woman. Right. So I'm the dude why... He, he messed up. Well, y'all ain't talking. I'm him. You here. I'm, I'm always here, baby. <laughs> I'm going to stay up. So when y'all going through stuff, I'm going to be here. And that's what I, and that's the void I filled online. And I learned it. Storylines was the key because they can yeah. follow. Because mm-hmm. if you just post a funny skit, they're going to forget about it in three days. But if something else comes, something else comes. It, like, it reminded me of the stories back in the day. I say, if I could do this mm-hmm. on social media, boy, I'm going to change the game. Right. Do you feel you could turn some of your skit storylines into a TV show? They better have some money. Cause I'm gonna make so much money this year. I'm making movie star money already. It ain't been nothing big. So they gotta show me where the money at. Cause for what I'm hearing and he deals, I got it got it gotta make sense for me. Right. Cause this is getting just as much attention. You know, I'm able, with to, the I'm able to sell out tours. I did a special that went number one with no promotion. I went number one on Netflix with no with no promotion, just for my people. Mm-hmm. It seemed like I don't know if it's going towards this way, but I'm gonna sit back in my trap until the deal makes sense. I don't had offers and stuff like that, but it just got to make sense because who? Boy, that social media getting crazy now. It seemed like you adopted Tyler Perry's strategy. Yeah, Tyler Perry have has an audience that he caters to, and it works for him. Mm-hmm. Seemingly, you have an audience that you cater to. That works for you. That that was the only strategy to adopt. Because big as a, pe- a lot of people are, why Tyler Perry got more money than rappers? Why Tyler Perry got more money than everybody? Because he really took his own money and he understood the importance of his people. Right. Tyler Perry mm-hmm. content is probably mostly known to black people. Yes, for sure. It's people who tour around the world, got all everybody coming to their show. Why do he got more money? Because he's seen the value of feeding his people and what people talk about. Man, his content ain't good. Why? It's good to black people. Right. Them odd scenarios. We ain't been through, man, we ain't been out of space for real. Right. That's why we can't, I don't know what's out there. Right. But I know, I know Big Mom. So Tyler Perry, I did take that off him because I'm like, man, they can say what they want to about Tyler. Tyler got more money than Will Smith. And Will Smith don't been in the biggest movies in the world. Just think, just think about that for a mm-hmm. moment. Tyler Perry, with the, 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 the content they say with the wigs twisted or what? Will Smith got the best makeup, the best and, Independence Day and, men in black. And this man got more money than them. Mm-hmm. To me, it's common sense. Right. If you feed our people and then take them, 
You got you got slow walking to new content, right? You know, cause I'm I'm, a, I'm on a show with um, Lisa Kudrow. Time band is, is a whole different kind of show, right? And my fans gonna watch it, but I've took them to let them they see me grow to be right. This is a big production that I'm right. on, you know, coming out coming out. But man, yeah, you got it. I feed my people, man. Who taught you how to monetize the internet correctly? Correctly, I heard about it, and then I called Ryan Davis. And I was like, man, y'all making money on that for real? He said, y'all got a $20,000 check coming this month. So I said, how you do it? And Ryan was like, video got three minutes, log in. I said, is that simple? So I went on there and did. I, I recorded me and my kids in the bed and it made $70. And I said, oh, I'm finna be, well, I said, I'm finna be wealthy. <laughs> they are rich. If I could make money off this cell phone right. and spend time with my kid, that's why I put my baby mama in the videos to pay off some of that child support. Ah! They didn't even know it, huh? They, 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 no, I tell them. I say, you ain't getting paid for this. I'm going to let you know because y'all already got paid. <laughs> but nah, I seen it, man. I was so excited and I was telling everybody. I went to, man, I went to Carlos Miller, DC. I'm like, how we got to get on this internet. Da, 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 da. But nobody wasn't really paying attention. But man, right. I, man, I went up and this year, man, this year, you know, it, it went crazy 23 and 2020. Yeah, I was saying, you barstool say you're doing six, eight hundred by a month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you do 600 on a slow month. That's a, that's a bad month. With skits? Yeah. Joy, we get your camera out. You, you got a skit coming. That's bad month. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of haters out there saying I wasn't doing it, but I really ain't giving a damn. Cause right. I really ain't want my number out there anyway because child support, but I felt like. Why they count in your pockets, though? I think a lot of people was mad because they feel like I got it too easy. You right. know what I'm saying? Coming up in the way the comedy game I came up in. Right. They feel like I got stand-up. I was able to do stand-up because I ain't go through the regular routes. So I had to go through that with that. And then when it came to social media, they want to be like, hey, he ain't making that. Right. I'm like, why would I lie? And I'm trying to hide from child support. Right. You know what I'm saying? But everybody who really do this, they know they know that money possible. If yeah. I show them my numbers, you know, it go crazy. Stealing jokes. That mm -hmm. seemed to be a big issue with, with comedians. Now. Oh, yeah. They steal joke. You ever stole somebody's joke? No, nah, I ain't never stole nobody's joke. Because I don't really, I talk about me a lot. Right. So it's hard for me to. Steal somebody with a I, I talk about Wayne. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, you good, bro. You okay. Good. Yeah, you good. Uh, do y'all party hard, the comedians? No, nah, I don't really hang with, I don't really hang with nobody. I hung with Kevin Hart, went to his party. Right. You know, Kevin, Kevin Hart party was fun. Like, it was a perfect party for me. But no, nah, I don't really hang, I don't really hang with comedians. I think everybody be in their own world, and then when we have shows, that's when we get around each other. We just laugh. Everybody go out there and do what they right. set, you know. But now I tour by myself. So. Right. Nah. So I, you, we were talking about it earlier, and I want to get back to this. There were some OG comedians that mm -hmm. were saying things about you. Mm -hmm. You picked up. The, hey, bro, what's up? Yeah. Yeah, I called. I called Faison Love. I was like, Hey, man. This why? Is, what is it with Faison? Why he in it with everybody? I think Faison trying to. I think he don't figure out the internet. He trying yeah. to get his name out there, huh? He trying to get his name. But dealing with Wayne, he don't know you dealing with the wrong one because people knew me. Right. Like, he was talking about my special trash, but he don't know. He think I just started this. Man, them jokes, so I'd been, I know them jokes were hitting because I don't took it around the world and toured it. Right. When you do a special, he should know this. They ain't no loud tracking my special. Right. They really laughing that hard. Right. You know what I mean? Right. They laughing so consistent, it was, they tried to, because, you know, you can't laugh. You, they can't laugh and you talk at the same time. Right. So you got to try to, and my company is offbeat. 
So he ain't know them. The problem was all my shows, da, 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 them jokes is I already tested. But he think Wayne, he's he trying to get in the loop, but he ain't got enough information. He don't know what's going on in the loop. So he trying to get hot, but he ain't got his information right. So he sounds stupid. But why does he care? He ain't paying for a concert ticket. He, he don't have to man, listen to you. He ain't up, man. If I had his career, I'd cry. <laughs> if I've been doing comedy, comedy like a woman. Right. It don't want you. Right. If you've been doing that that long, bro, it don't like you, dog. <laughs> if your biggest thing is an elf suit, <laughs> and you bragging about being in these people elf suit. Well, I mean, he what I mean, he what he did play worm. I mean, he did play big perm. Listen to that. Big perm. If you a grown man and you still graduating, uh, graduating, I mean, um, bragging about a big worm, big, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Bro, I've been in the game a few years. Yeah. I don't rent it up and I got my audience. Right. And I'm good. And you, and I feel bad for him coming like, man, bro, you ain't got to do that. Cause I'll show you the game. Right. I, I'll show you the game. You know what I'm saying? Every comedian I get around, listen, man, you phase on love, get on here and do this and that. Start doing skits of this. I'm going to show you the game. But you don't got to, he, he, he's trying to bad by But abuse. I don't get mad because at the end of the day, when you up like this and you get so much love, the hate got to come with it. Okay. The hate got to come with it, but now you just okay. I'm you learning. Look, you you looking you looking like a fool. Yeah, because you don't got the information. You don't got no information, and now you sounding stupid, man. Like, bro, you just ain't you just ain't good. You just anytime you've been doing this this long, bro, you you ain't good. Right. Cedric the Entertainer wrote the forward for your book. Yeah. How do you get said to do that? How long you known said? I know said for. Uh, I know said. I, you know, I've been a fan of said for years, and then we had a situation doing a TV show together, or whatever. But uh, man, I hit him up. He came to one of my shows. Mm -hmm. He came to one of my shows and seen me how I rock my show. Right. And a lot of comedians, once they cut on my show, they'll see what's up. Right. You know. Uh, and he came, and, and I had that book come out, and and you know he showed me love. All the comedians showed me love. Kevin Hart hit me up. Now comedians competitive. Like Kevin Hart made me say, I can't call you comedian until I see you do stand up. My special drop. He called me, say, bro. You're a true comedian, you know what I mean? Wow, but Faze on Love just, that hate in his heart, man. I'm like, bro, you, bro, I, I called this man. And he was like, no, nah, man, man, you good. Then a, a month after that, you still talking. So that's when I left it alone. Like, oh, you trying to get some clout. Right. But bro, you just ain't good. <laughs> you you just ain't, if you been doing it this long, if I try something this long and ain't rewarded me yet, yeah. I'm gonna check myself. Now that's a hobby. You know, they ain't no, they ain't no occupation. Right, you still to come to clubs. But I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? If, if, I, I'm in theaters. You say you call yourself a professional golfer. You ain't out on the tour. Yeah. So that's a hobby now. Man, just, and I don't got the tour already. Right. You know what I'm saying? He don't understand who he was dealing with. He called out the wrong target. Right. Because you dealing with, I'm a winner. Right. So you, you, you ain't at the wrong target, bro. You just, you just ain't like that, bro. You ain't been in no big roles. Right. You think, I don't know who calling you a legend. You know what I mean? Because you ain't, you ain't one of the ones. Mm -hmm. If 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 Faison fell out fell out the earth, we, we gonna put him on shade room for a minute. Not not to come in. Say, oh, he was so good in ice cream truck. Then we gonna forget about. It. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your Mount Rushmore comedians. Mount Rushmore. Oh yep. my God. Dead or alive. Give me but a we Mount got, Rushmore. But that Mount Rushmore got to go long though. No, you ain't got but four heads. You know, come on, Wayne. I know you've been in school a little while, Man. but you only got four heads. Got Got to put Eddie Murphy up there. Okay. We talking stand-up or just movies? Comedy. You're, you're, you're Comedy. Mount Rushmore my, comedian. Hey, I'm going to put... Mount Rushmore mine's comedian. Mine's Eddie Murphy. Okay. 
I got to put, oh man, I got to get more. I got to, you say it's four or five? Four. <laughs> God dog, it's Shannon, man. Eddie I Murphy. think, you know, I do you this. I give, give me your top five then. All right, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Go off and mess you up. Eddie Murphy. Man. You don't say that three times. I, he can't be but one. <laughs> I got to put him here. To me, he didn't miss in the movie, man. Chris Tucker. Okay. Cat Williams. Cat. Kings of Comedy. You can't put all farm in there. <laughs> man, you doing hey, way? That's a group, man. <laughs> we can count in the country, Wayne. Damn. <laughs> I'm not going to mess you up there. No, but all those guys, man, everybody, man, like, I'm a comedian. I see the greatness in all of them, you know what right. I mean? And I just think when it came to a lot of them, I tell everybody about this before I even did my special, I watched Pimpin' Pimpin'. Cause I did my special too with it two, two different ways. Right. And people don't understand, Cat Williams' cadence transcended to the new generation. Right. See, it's a new sound in comedy now. Right. Because back in the day, like in hip hop, it's been I was chilling with the, and she would vibe. But now it's like, you know that I'm chilling, you know that I'm vibing, you know that I'm sliding, you know that we drinking. It's a different vibe. Right. So Cat Williams' cadence was already there. That's why I pimpin' pimpin'. So I took some of that, like, because uh, before I did my special, uh, um, me and Trevor Noah, got, we had the same manager, he called me. He said, um, uh, his manager, Derek, was like, Wayne, make sure you slow down on your special because I say, I did it that way, but I looked at it, I, I did it the other way because it's them beats. Mm -hmm. So I just think it's different times for different folks, but some people's timing was already there. Mm -hmm. Like Eddie Murphy already had talked like that in, in the movies. What you doing? What you talking about, man? You know what I'm saying? So it's just some people, and I just think it's different time for different folks, but right. I think every I think all I think every comedian, I think every comedian funny. Even Faze on Love, he's still funny to me. You right. know what I'm saying? Now if I was if I went to a comedy show, you want my type to go to. Right. But you still funny to me. I can see why people think you funny, cause I got a cousin that act like that. You see it in everybody, right. but you know, it's different strokes for different folks right. when it comes to comedy, bro. Right. Com sure. Comedy the most they tell you it's the hardest art, but it get judged the most. Cause people think just cause something ain't funny to them. A Taylor Swift song come on, people are like, I don't like that. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. It's a lot of people who do. They don't like it. They love it. And that's why I tell Face on Love. It's a lot of people that don't like him. Because <laughs> he's probably selling the least out of everybody. <laughs> I know them come to the club, the prices, buddy. And you still live them. If I was gonna come to the club that long, it ain't, you know what I mean? Come on, bro. You don't, you don't feel like doing no five shows a week. And talking, you just got to hush. Yeah. After so long, you've been there that long, man. Like, come on, man. You talking about the wrong one? I'm up. Your first Netflix special. What did you learn from it? What I learned from that Netflix special? What I learned from um, boy, the internet powerful. That's what I learned. I learned, man. Netflix take you to. Now it, I've learned, but internet powerful, but Netflix open you up. To, to the world because I ain't all the deals and conversations and the stuff that I got it was because of the special right uh, I learned Netflix is just it's a different world it's more it's more broad than just my audience mm -hmm. you know and I learned man you know it's, 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 it's a big world out here right you know what, what can we expect with the new tour the King of Heart the King of Heart tour man oh the truth you know what I'm saying the King of Heart tour because now I got that part out of me a lot of that my special was an introduction. Mm -hmm. You know Wayne. Now you finna get to know Wayne. Wayne. You know Wayne. You know about his life. But through this special, you finna get to know how I think. Mm -hmm. You finna really open my mind and see how I got the way I'm at. And I don't play. 
You know what I'm saying? You finna really get to know, boy. He believe in Jesus. Right. But, hey, man, uh, I'm slapping the other cheek. <laughs> you ain't turning. You slapping the other cheek. I'm slapping because he said, turn up. When, he, when Jesus said, turn the other cheek, I read that different. I mean, when somebody slap you, the other cheek is on that person. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna slap the fire <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's what they about to learn about Wayne, bro. Yeah. I ain't, come on, bro. I ain't, that's why I don't bother nobody. I don't play like that. Right. I ain't, man, I, no, was, I, I was so personal. The reason why I don't joke in Joan, because I'm too, I, I'm gonna get too personal. I'm gonna be like, bro, I'm flyer than you. You know what I'm saying? I, I look better than you. I get, you know what I'm saying? I get the paper. I, and then if, it don't, if that don't work, I'm like, you can't get women like Wayne. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get personal with that man. So I'm just like, this is what they finna find out about me, how I got here. I don't protect my family just because I'm nice and believe in Jesus. They finna see the lion. So that's what the king of heart tour about. Why I got the hearts of the people and I ain't just got the flesh. Because a lot of people got moments. Right. I've been hot the whole time I've been in this game. Right. I ain't feel like I ain't did this yet. Every year I make more money than I made the year before and I'm always bigger. And ain't too many comedians could go on tour by themselves and sell out a theater without 30 people on the flyer. Right. You know what I'm saying? I did that. I, this, my, this is my third tour of Live Nation. Country Wayne on the flyer. It, it, you know what I mean? And that's what they finna find out about. That I don't play them games. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm here to, I'm here to work, bless the people, bless my family, and I don't really play like that, man. You don't curse in your stand-up. Mm-hmm. Do you curse at home? I, my, my kids got all my curse words. <laughs> they got them stuck in them, but you know, um, no, nah, I don't really curse. I don't really curse at home because I practice it so much in my right. comedy that it just I naturally now just don't curse that much. But you know, Sad didn't really curse. He started. He cursed. He had a little curse to his. Uh, so. I might when I get old. I'm probably when I get old. I'm probably gonna cuss the hell out on this day. I'm, I'm gonna start cursing. Cause they gonna make me curse in a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm, I say when I get older, man. I'm gonna start. I'm probably gonna start letting it loose. Do you uh <clears throat> do you ever worry about getting canceled? Nah, man. Cause I ain't scared to lose it all. You know what I'm saying? I lost my mama, so I ain't scared to lose this money or this fame. So right. that's why I think it, it always rise. Right. Cause whatever you fear gonna happen. So I'm like, how you gonna cancel me if my father is God? Wow. I'm like, how? If God is my daddy, how can you control my destiny? Right. If you cancel me for something, that means I wasn't supposed to go over there anyway. So I'm not. Uh, nah, I don't, I don't feel that. Because then I'll be trying to dodge everything. Right. Nah, I don't feel none of that. Because this, this ain't what feed me. This is what God using to feed me. Right. So if you take this away, I'll be, be building fireplace um, grills. Mm-hmm. Right. And be the number one fire. I don't, I don't did a lot of things. Right. And God don't show me. He show up in everything. So, man, I ain't really. Nah, I don't, I don't move like that. Auditions. Have you gone on any audition for movies? Yeah. That's how I got that, uh, that project for Apple TV. Okay. I auditioned. But it was a big project, but I don't audition that much anymore. I just like, man, either we're going to do it or not. You know what I could bring, and I'm going to do what I do. I and read that, where you turned down $5 million. Yeah, it was six. $6 million. Yeah, it was five, but they came back and tried to give me six. Well, so what the me, hell were you thinking? They, they were trying to give me $6 million a year for my Facebook page. Oh, no, no, we ain't not going to do that. No, they were trying to give me six, but... I already knew I was going to make more money because I was turning it up. And they was like, you get $6 million, then you get 80% uh, of everything you make after that. But I did the math. I'm like, okay, if I'm already making six, right? Right. They're going to take 20% of everything I make. Right. 20% is 1.2 off six. Right. 
So I, that leave me with 4.8. Correct. But they say we guarantee you the six don't matter what. So if we make seven, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have 1.4. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to have 5.6. Right. Right. And you can be like, well, we'll give you the 400 back to get to your six because at least we guarantee you that. Yeah. But you made a million extra and, and I made really zero extra. I'm real good at math. Right. And when you be, when you able to count. Well, I see them contracts coming a mile away before we even get to my lawyer. I've been on read the whole contract. And I'm like, nah, that ain't making sense. Number wise. And they try to make you want to be in business with these people. I was like, I told my agent, I say, I am that company. What I've done on social media, ain't nobody figured out how to do what I do yet. It's coming five years from now. Everybody gonna be doing what country ain't doing, but I'm ahead of the curve. Right. I know how to monetize with the minimum of things. I don't need nothing. I don't need. I right now I can do a video on on, on country Wayne and Shannon Sharp uh, was was talking about his past. I want to make me five thousand dollars in five minutes, and that's you know what I mean. Make sure you cut me in at twenty five hundred. <laughs> so it's like. No, nah, when they when they came to me with that money, I'm like, nah, man, I ain't, that ain't working. Wow, sports. You a Cowboys fan? Oh, How yeah. the hell you get to be a Cowboys fan from Millen, Georgia? Cause Cowboys is America team. I thought you liked the Falcons. Falcons was terrible. We Come on, man. <laughs> what the Falcons did to the, what the Falcons did to their fans when they was uh, when they won the first half. Oh, the Super Bowl? Uh, the Super Bowl. Against Tom Brady? Man, when they did that, man, they messed up They messed up the faith of everybody who was going to believe in them and everything. That's like if Jesus would have walked on water and slipped and drowned. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, he walked for a few a few feet. But nah. You don't smoke, don't drink, no really, no uh, no party. So did selling drugs, Did I mean, did you ever drink? Nah, I ain't you never smoked. No smoke? Nah, because my family did that, man, and they were so talented. Right. And sometimes watching your family, you'll know what you need not right. to do. Right. And sometimes they smoke. Some families can smoke and drink and function. Right. Mine was not like that. Right. So I knew to know who you are, you got to watch your family because we're no different than our family. Right. The answer to your test and your future is watching your family. And mm-hmm. something we don't need to see, but it help you with your future. And right. I was like, oh, man, I can't smoke a drink. Right. The slogan help is on the way. What does that mean to you? That mean to me, like, no matter what you're going through, and it, even if you feel like, if you just sit still, it's on the way, in the right way. Because help is the right way. Help ain't wrong. Right. So I just think people get too anxious and start to move and start trying to do it on their own. Just do the best you can, man. Whether it's just drink water, you know, um, do what you can. And and help is always on the way. If you just sit, it's be still. But people uh, who, who come before help is Satan. Wow. He come with a deal way before help come. Right. Because he try to make it happen fast. See, God, he don't want you to be embarrassed. Satan love to embarrass you because I tell people all the time, he don't love to embarrass you. He think he God. So what Satan do, he just so bad at blessing you. He's trying to bless you, but he just ain't good at it. So he get he's, he's jealous of God because of who he is. It's like Cain and Abel. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I tell everybody, why you think Cain kid Abel? Because Cain ain't Abel. Mm-hmm. When they gave God a gift, he was able and willing. Like one of my sisters asked me, she said, bro, I don't want your money. I don't want your fame. When I'm jealous of you most, how your heart got so good? Because if I had that heart. So that's what God, man, that's why I tell people help is always on the way if you just wait. Because Satan coming, he's coming with a negotiation. Before God come, because and you will know if it's Satan, because when he send you out there, you always fall. Right. You wasn't ready. Like some of the artists, they be like, oh, they ended up on drugs. Well, you got them doing five shows a night. Right. What you think, how they gonna stay up besides sleep? Right. God will have it lined up if sleep and rest 
if you ain't got time to sleep, rest, and get something to eat, that ain't God. Right. Because I'm going to get me something to eat, and I'm going to rest. <laughs> if I can't get my eight hours and something to eat, this ain't for me. God wouldn't want me to move like this. And I just feel like, I just tell everybody, man, help is always on the way. God going to bring peace. He going to give you some money. He going to give you time for your family. That Peace and peace go together. Whether it's the P-I-E-C-E or P-A-C-E. Right. You're going to have a, you're going to have, you're going to get the money, but you're going to have time for your family too. Because right. if you don't nurture <clears throat> your kids or what's coming, they're going to lose your money anyway. Right. Money ain't nurturing. It's conversations. Hey, son, you can't do that. You can't do that. You got to do this. You got to work hard. If your coach going to do this, you got to stand in their head. I play Monopoly with my kids. I'm finna let them investment. I had to play Monopoly to teach them how to invest in properties with right. me. So if I ain't had that time, we're just out here getting money. I'm just. Man, you be trying to buy a bar, boardwalk and park play. Man, my son, boy, listen here. <laughs> man, my sons get mad at me so much of Monopoly. It's ridiculous. They really want to fight me. <laughs> so they use Monopoly to, uh, to say what they really want to say all day anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we, we get serious about that monopoly around my house now. Appreciate it. I, Country Wayne. I appreciate you, brother. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look, all my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, pay the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice. That's why, all my life. Running all my life. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.